Hi, Mama. Sarah here. Pamela and I have a special treat for you this week. I'd like to share an episode from my other podcast, Salacious History. Salacious History is all about exploring moments in history that were shaped by sex, romance, and people who were generally down to clown. I recently released a mini-sode on how the coronavirus quarantine has affected married couples, and I thought I'd share it with you all. Enjoy! Salacious History discusses sex, romance, and many other topics that are intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a special mini-sode of Salacious History, the podcast that explores moments in history that were shaped by sex, romance, and people who were generally down to clown. I'm your host, Sarah Duncan. As the coronavirus continues to spread, the CDC continues to recommend social distancing, which means only leaving one's home when absolutely necessary, and when you are in public, staying at least six feet away from those around you. The six-foot rule, however, does not apply to partners or family members that you live with. With married couples and domestic partners spending an unprecedented amount of time together at home, what kind of impact does this have on their relationships? That's what today's episode is all about. Note, though I may use the term married throughout this episode, this information also pertains to anyone who is living with a long-term romantic partner. As a result of the various stay-at-home orders and social distancing practices, married couples are now spending an unprecedented amount of time together. According to the Office for National Statistics, couples who are married and or live together normally spend an average of 2.5 hours together per day, and that includes weekends. Going from 2.5 hours a day together to 24 hours a day can be quite a shock to even the happiest of couples. As a married woman, this got me thinking, what kind of impact is this likely to have on my relationship? Will we be having sex and candlelit dinners, or will we be ready to claw each other's eyes out within a matter of weeks? I have my own theories, but I wanted to hear what the experts had to say on the subject. Some couples have used their time at home to reconnect with their partner. Couples who are normally busy traveling, working, and pursuing hobbies have been able to slow down and spend some much-needed leisure time together. This time at home presents a unique opportunity to spend more quality time together and hopefully emerge as better connected partners. And what's considered one of the best ways to connect to your partner? Sex! For busy, long-term couples, sex often gets pushed to the bottom of the priority list, as does having uninterrupted one-on-one conversations with each other. Many couples are taking advantage of this time at home to have all the sex they always wish they had time for. But before we get into the psychology, let's go over a few key points. In the midst of a viral outbreak, some partners may be wondering if it's even safe to have sex right now. 
While the coronavirus is not transmitted via sexual contact, sexual acts generally put you in a position where you are exchanging saliva and breathing heavily on your partner. If you and your partner are living under the same roof, have not been tested positive for COVID-19, are not showing any COVID-19 symptoms, and do not fall into a higher risk group, then you are welcome to treat yourself to a little quarantine coitus. If either of you have symptoms or have tested positive for COVID-19, you should abstain from sexual contact and sleep in separate bedrooms, if possible. Higher-risk individuals, such as those over 60, diabetics, and those who are immunocompromised, are also encouraged to minimize sexual contact right now. And what about women who are trying to get pregnant? For many women and their partners, the idea of putting their dreams of having a baby on hold is painful. The big question is, is it safe to get pregnant right now? According to Dr. Surrey of the Southern California Reproductive Center, quote, there is some evidence that suggests vertical transmission or mom-to-baby transmission of the virus during pregnancy or delivery is possible, unquote. However, this is not definitive and more research is needed to confirm this hypothesis. Because we are still learning about COVID-19 and its effects, it's difficult to create any concrete parameters for those trying to conceive, especially considering that there are so many asymptomatic cases. Dr. Surrey recommends couples be vigilant about avoiding social contact and practice good hand hygiene. Okay, now back to the fun stuff. As I mentioned, some couples are turning to a more carnal strategy for coping with the quarantine. Sex. Lots and lots of sex. For many, sex has served as a much-needed distraction in the midst of an extremely stressful situation. A recent article from Psychology Today states, quote, The pleasure and intensity of sexual encounters can be a welcome respite from the demands of daily life. When sex is at its best, it is a mindfully absorbing experience where the world drops away to just the two of you. All other worries and concerns get pushed aside for a few blissful moments. Unquote. Additionally, research has shown that physical touch is beneficial to both our physical and mental health. So sex with one's partner can do you good even after the romp in the sack is over. So if you're both healthy and in the mood, go to town. Unfortunately, this may not turn out to be a blissful period of reconnection for everybody. One thing that can drive a wedge between a couple during a stressful time is if they use different coping mechanisms. For instance, one spouse may focus on keeping things upbeat and light, while the other may desire to constantly discuss every new COVID-19 development. Some may be energized to do work and activities around the house, while others feel depleted and unmotivated. These differences can be polarizing, especially if couples don't understand why their partners are reacting the way they are. These different coping mechanisms tend to impact the bedroom as well. For some, stress encourages intimacy as couples look for a much-needed release. For others, that same stress makes sex very unappealing. Desire discrepancy, or one partner desiring more sex than the other, is a normal part of most relationships but it can become more pronounced at times like this. Psychologist Jessica Zucker reports, quote, 
As a psychologist in women's reproductive and maternal mental health, I know firsthand and through various stories my patients share with me that sex can be complicated and multifaceted. Life circumstances have a way of making their way into the bedroom, but sex can also help us mitigate stress. Numerous studies have found that more sex equals less stress, and a lack of sex can contribute to depression and a lower sense of self-worth, unquote. When Zucker polled her 46,000 Instagram followers about whether the coronavirus pandemic was helping or hurting their sex lives, 52% said it helped and 48% said their sex lives were stunted. This dichotomy can put a real strain on a relationship if two members of the same couple have opposite reactions to this unique situation. According to clinical psychologist and sex therapist Brittany Blair, stress curbs libido for about 85% of adults. She recently told CNN, quote, It's normal to be less interested in sex during times of crisis. If you're one of the 15% of people who aren't affected by stress, understand that your partner might be on the other side, unquote. To work through these problems, Blair recommends creating a safe, soothing environment with no strings attached. Nagging or shaming your partner into sex should also be avoided. The truth is, the stay-at-home order is putting a lot of relationships to the test. If you look on social media, there's no shortage of memes and jokes about spouses being ready to murder each other or being willing to risk getting sick if it means they can get away from their family for a little while. Research has shown that natural disasters can bring out the strengths in intimate relationships, but they can also expose the underlying problems. For instance, The Journal of Family Psychology published a study of couples after Hurricane Hugo in 1989 and found that a significantly higher number of couples filed for a divorce after the trauma. Besides the virus itself, additional stressors during this time include anxiety about health care, financial insecurity, potential unemployment, caregiving for children and elderly parents, homeschooling, lack of social connection outside the home, and general wariness about the future. All of these things stack added pressure onto a relationship. Lots of people also find their patience being stretched thin right now. A spouse's quirks and idiosyncrasies that might not bother you normally may suddenly make you want to pull your hair out when you are forced to spend 24-7 with them. The sad thing is that there is a strong possibility that the COVID-19 quarantine will have a long-term negative effect on couples who are married and or living together. There is a good chance that the U.S. will see a spike in divorce filings after the quarantine ends, as was the case in China back in March. According to a recent article in Bloomberg Businessweek, certain cities in China reported record high numbers of divorce filings in early March. In the city of Miluo, Quote, government staff members didn't even have time to drink water because so many couples lined up to file. Clerks struggled to keep up, processing a record number in a single day, unquote. Shanghai divorce lawyer Steve Lee reports that infidelity is usually the number one reason clients come to him for a divorce, but he attributes the recent uptick in divorce filings to couples spending two months together under the same roof. Quote, the more time they spend together, the more they hate each other, unquote. 
This trend in China might be a sign for things to come in other countries who are still in lockdown. Some married couples aren't even waiting for the quarantine to end before contacting a divorce attorney. The New York Post reported earlier this month that quarantine couples in New York City have been flooding the phone lines of the local law firms with divorce inquiries. These inquiries may very well turn into a record number of divorce filings once the courts reopen. Many couples who already had a strained or hollow marriage are cracking under the pressure of spending so much time with their spouse. Some are realizing that they have nothing in common with their spouses anymore. Others have been considering a divorce for a while, but have been hesitant to pull the trigger. Until now, another major stressor during this time has been money. Many people have been laid off or have lost a large chunk of their net worth in the stock market. Money stress can wreak havoc on a relationship, even in the best of times. The coronavirus itself is also revealing major differences of opinion within some couples. For instance, a wife recently called a divorce lawyer after realizing that her husband is a coronavirus truther. He doesn't believe COVID nineteen is as serious as the media is making it to be, and is declining to use any precautions for himself or their children. Are you fucking kidding me? The life and death consequences of COVID nineteen are also inspiring some to reevaluate how they want to spend the rest of their lives. People who were previously willing to stay in an unhappy marriage are feeling more motivated to take charge of their situation, especially when people are dying every day, and we are reminded just how precious life is. I once again lit up the bat signal on Facebook and asked friends, family, and listeners to share their own experiences from quarantine. Here's what a few couples had to say: "Quote, the quarantine is not taking a strain on our marriage, but it is taking a strain on us individually. We are also both extroverted, so whenever we get bored, we just go find something to do. We found ourselves getting in a rut, and we both recognized it. So now we choose one activity a night. Every activity has intention, and we do it together." Unquote. That was from some dear friends of mine, a same-sex couple from North Carolina. The next section is paraphrased based on the Facebook message someone sent me. The names have been changed for privacy reasons. Nancy writes, "I'm pregnant and uncomfortable, potty training a toddler, and doing ten-hour days of remote teaching. My husband Brad keeps getting annoyed when I ask him to help out with something. Despite the fact that he is on furlough, he still expects me to do the lion's share of cooking and cleaning. I get really annoyed when Brad brings up something that annoys him." But he won't put in the effort to do anything about it, like laundry that's piling up, and OMG, all of the unfinished projects that Brad starts and never finishes. And from Brad, I'm stressed out over how long my furlough will last. I'm not used to being the primary caregiver to our toddler or the main food provider. I have a bunch of projects that I like to work on, but I'm really bogged down by how messy the house is. I'm not getting as much sex as I want because Nancy is understandably tired. Brad and Nancy wrote this last section together. We realize that the only people we can take these negative emotions out on is each other. With all the routine and normality out the window, it's easy to get stuck on the annoyances and forget the blessings. And huge blessings have come from this quarantine. That's another married couple that I know from North Carolina. Here's a more positive message: "Quote: We are really loving all this time we get to spend with each other." 
It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but we are in a great place. Smiley face. The kids are loving all the time with their dad, and I'm loving having a little extra help during the days when things get wild with the boys. Unquote. That's from a heterosexual couple I know from Illinois. Another couple wrote me about how they're having time to garden, how they're eating great, they're getting projects done, and their relationship has never been better. And finally, I had a friend reach out to me saying that she and her husband, who are both introverts, are always having either the best day ever or worst day ever, depending on if their anxiety is acting up. So what can couples do to bolster their relationship during this difficult time? Most experts agree that the key to any healthy relationship is communication. Communication. Communication may look different for every couple. For some, it means watching and discussing the daily news together. For others, it may be a regular check-in to rate how each partner feels physically and mentally. Marriage and family therapist Michelle Weiner Davis says it doesn't really matter how people communicate right now as long as they do communicate. Quote, The biggest challenges I've faced so far are the cases in which both spouses are looking at what's going on with different lenses. One person thinks the sky is falling and the other thinks people are making a big deal about it. When people have different perspectives, they have different ideas of what needs to be done. And the only way to work around that is to communicate. Unquote. Find some time and space to be alone. During a normal work week, most couples spend the majority of their day apart. However, with many people working from home or being laid off, both partners are having to spend almost all of their time under the same roof. This situation can make it feel like neither partner has any personal space. For this reason, experts suggest building some much-needed alone time into your schedule. Set up some ground rules for spending some regular time apart even if it means sitting at opposite ends of a room with headphones on. Find ways to laugh. Enjoy funny TV shows or YouTube videos together. My household recently started rewatching The Big Bang Theory, and let me tell you, it's made a huge difference in each of our moods. Exercise. In the immortal words of L. Woods, quote, Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. Unquote. Create a daily routine. Creating new routines as a family can help bring order and purpose, even when the days start blurring together. Also try assigning specific roles each day, like who cooks, cleans, walks the dog, etc. Pick and choose your battles. This is Marriage Counseling 101, people. Don't react to every little thing your spouse or kids do that annoys you. Give each other some slack and remember that if your partner is in a crappy mood, it's probably not about you. Seek therapy. Sometimes professional help is needed, and that's nothing to be ashamed of. Holly Daniels of the California Association of Marriage and Family Therapists recently told CNN, quote, just having someone to talk to, someone who can help you work through some of these difficult issues, is invaluable. Now more than ever, therapists are becoming indispensable for giving people the tools they need to get through any situation. Unquote. Don't push for sex unless both partners are interested. 
Nagging or shaming one's partner into having sex will harm both of you in the long run. If your partner is not up for sex, try holding hands, hugging, offering a massage, anything that will help you connect physically. Stay safe. This is a very dangerous time for partners who are subject to domestic violence. If you need help, call the Domestic Violence Hotline at 800-799-7233. Again, that's 800-799-7233. Coronavirus and domestic violence will be the topic of our next minisode. Finally, focus on the little things. Even amid all the stress and uncertainty, there's a lot to be thankful for these days. Be intentional about finding something to be grateful for each and every day. That wraps up our mini-sode on coronavirus and marriage. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or other podcast apps to automatically get new episodes. Check out salacioushistory.com slash merch to purchase some sweet Salacious History gear or sign up to support the show at patreon.com. I'm Sarah Duncan. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay sane.